0: Doctor Strange, you think you know how the world works?
1: What if I told you the reality you know is one of many?
0: This doesn't make any sense.
1: Not everything does. Not everything has to. Through all the mystic arts,
0: we harness energy and shape reality.
1: We travel great distances (laughs) in an instant. How do I
0: get from here to there?
1: How did you become a doctor?
0: Study and practice, use it.
1: There's a strength to him. But is he ready? Be careful which paths you travel down, Strange. Stronger men than you have lost their way.
0: I am death and pain. You'll die protecting this world. I can't do this. There is no other way. Spent so many years peering through time looking for you. Uh, what's this? My mantra? Sure. The Wi Fi password. We're not savages. By the hoary hosts of Haggath, this is the film and water podcast. This is our mini-sowed on Doctor Strange. We're gonna put this one out before, I guess a lot of you probably haven't had a chance to see it yet, so we're gonna say right off the bat, there'll be no spoilers in this little mini, sode. we're just gonna have some general thoughts. With me is Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. All right, so we're here to talk about Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Ryan, first of all, what did you think of the movie and what did you – are you a fan of Doctor Strange? Did you go into the movie with any sort of affection for the character outside of he's a Marvel superhero?
1: I've always liked the character. I've never loved him. Um, But I – yeah, I I like the character. I was excited for the idea of them doing something new. And that's kind of the point that I've been at with the Marvel movies, despite the fact that I loved Civil War, which was as immersed as you can get in the Marvel Universe. You know, I like when they did something like Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant-Man, and now this one where they're really kind of taking us into a different corner that we haven't explored before. So I was excited about that. I I like the character, never loved him that much. I've read a, a lot of his 60s stuff, but I haven't read, you know, all of it. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I I, I liked it. Uh, It wasn't perfect. And here's what I'll say is Marvel has now made 14 movies within their shared cinematic universe. I know I am still of the opinion that they have not made a bad one. Um I think the Whoa. weakest I, I no I think the weakest of their movies is still pretty good to good and at least entertaining. Um that includes the Thor sequel and the two Iron Man sequels that I do think are the weakest. I still find enjoyment watching those movies. Um but I would say, you know, like ten of those fourteen I would give within an A range, like A plus to A minus or something. Mm. Uh and this one I would I would probably put in that range too. Um, It's somewhere in the middle It's not my top five But it's not bottom five It's just somewhere in the middle I did enjoy it I had problems But I liked it It was fun I'll probably see it again too
0: Hmm. Yeah I I mean I go into This was my number one Most anticipated movie I mentioned that on Fire and Water here and there Because I had you mean this is the same year, of course, of of the other movie that we can't mention? But but I, I went into that movie. We can talk about Deadpool. What do you talk about? about? Yeah, we can talk about Deadpool. Now, uh, yeah, I went into that other movie kind of not expecting a whole lot because you know I was like, I don't think this is going to be that great, but I'll see it anyway. But Doctor Strange, I've always loved Doctor Strange. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters. I don't I don't have an affection for the Marvel characters the way I do for DC, but mm-hmm. I would put Doctor Strange on the list of to me the favorites. He's up there with. Captain America, the Hulk, Power Man, and Iron Fist—like, like the ones that I say my favorite Marvel characters—and so I was really, like you, I was really excited that they were going when they first mentioned him in um, Captain America: The Winter, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. I yep. was like, I was like, oh, oh, Stephen Strange! This is awesome. <laughs> That's great. Cool. So yeah, I, I really was hoping that they were going to be able to use this as an opportunity to flex a little muscle. I mean, as you said, this is their fourteenth film. Um, I would argue your ratio of grades there a little but you but you cannot argue they have not had a flop they haven't had a single flop which is unbelievable i mean the only person with a track record comparable is elvis presley every single Elvis, (laughs) yeah it's a crazy it's a crazy comparison right but every single elvis presley movie made money every single one and and even then, Elvis Presley wasn't going to Alien Planets. I'm sure they could have if they had the budget. But, I mean, they just sent him to Hawaii and stuff. But, I mean, you know. It's basically the same thing. It's basically the same thing. To make 14 films in a row and have every one of them be a mega success, that is beyond anything anybody's ever accomplished. So I'm really thrilled that there even is a Doctor Strange movie. That said, I went into it, unfortunately, with very high expectations because I really wanted the film to be weird. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted them to just floor it, and make this movie very, very—no pun intended—strange, because right. that's what I liked about the comics. Uh, I read some of the the Stanley, um, Steve Ditko stuff, but I really liked the stuff from the seventies by Steve Englehart and Engelhardt, Frank Brunner. Yeah. Those yeah. those things, those stories are just fantastic. I mean, I loved. They were just unapologetically weird. I think that's probably because Engelhart was probably, you know, flying low over the Rockies on grass at that point, as was Frank Brunner. And was, as was probably most of the audience that were reading mm-hmm. these comics. So there wasn't any real need to explain stuff. It was just, look, it's just weird. Doctor Strange in a weird dimension. And there's a guy who just has a face for a head and a head for a face. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I wanted more of that weirdness in the movie. And I feel like they tried to kind of jam Doctor Strange into their template. You know, which is the Marvel template Now
1: Which they they sort of did the same thing with Thor Yes Where I felt like they took the And, and I feel like if, if the Thor movies And if Doctor Strange If they weren't part of the larger cinematic universe They would have had more of an allowance To go out there and be weird And be their own beast But they sort of handcuffed themselves And said this has to be part of the world That we live in So we're going to explain these weird cosmic magic elements as just a a weird sort of field of like quantum dynamics and quantum field theory and stuff. And yeah, I I, I do know what you mean. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Now, I mean, that said, uh, you know, the part where the movie really took off for me was when he finally, I mean, I thought the whole early stuff where he's the surgeon and he's all Tony Starking it up where he's a big Mm -hmm. dick and he's got the cool car and he has the, I, that, that car crash, I thought was really, kind of poorly staged. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane has a car crash scene that's way better uh, produced, mm. uh, edited and cut than than the, the way they did it here. So that whole opening sequence just did not do a lot for me. I didn't find that Benedict Cumberbatch was particularly involving in those early scenes. So when he's got all the pins in his hand, I, I just didn't feel a whole lot when he when he forces his breakup with uh, Rachel McAdams. I, again, it didn't leave me with, with much. But when he gets finally to uh, Do and he finds the secret, you know, Sanctuary of the Ancient One, first of all, when Tilda Swinton shows up, it's great because she just has such a gleam in her eye. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's having so much fun being in this ridiculous movie. But when <laughs> she taps Strange, which first of all, he knocks his astral form out of his body, and then she taps <laughs> his, his brain, and he goes into like all those multiple dimensions, that whole sequence goes on just long enough that to me, it, the movie starts approaching that Dr. Strange strangeness that I wanted. Because yeah. I was like, oh, okay. We're not explaining any of this. I mean, and I even think for a moment, it went by very fast, but I even think we see him for a moment in that subatomic fractal world that Ant-Man went to, which I thought great touch. You know, that's awesome. I love that. So that scene I thought was great. And the movie sort of came alive for me at that point. I was like, oh, this is the Doctor Strange I wanted. Now, after that scene, it kind of settles back into that groove of the hero's journey, the hero's origin villain, we're going to blah, 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 and it does all that kind of stuff, which I thought, again, it's just it's going for a formula, and you know, this argument can be made about the Marvel movies, the DC movies, and the Marvel comics, and the DC comics, is that Marvel is going to have a formula, and yeah. Marvel is, Marvel, I don't think Marvel will, as a studio will ever produce anything as sophisticated as the Dark Knight, I don't think they have it in them they will also never produce anything as abysmal as like green lantern or catwoman because they like to, in my mind marvel is like we don't need to hit we don't need to make a pluses but we don't want to make c minuses so all we're right. just going to make b pluses the whole time and that's great if you like the consistency you know what i mean so it's like to me all the marvel movies guardians of the galaxy except that's still my favorite stay in that range uh, as opposed to the DC movies, which are mild, you know, light years apart. So the whole middle part of Doctor Strange, I was kind of like, all right, this is just kind of like every other Marvel movie I've seen. It just has Doctor Strange in it. But then when he meets Dormammu, <laughs> it picked up again because that whole scene of him, and we won't get into what exactly happens, but that whole sequence I thought was great. It was, again, very weird. So it had traces of that Doctor Strange weirdness that I really wanted.
1: Yeah. And I'm completely there with you. Like that was one of the things that I wanted was the weird sort of Ditko and, you know, Mm 70s strange kind of craziness. And I think it actually, like from the beginning, I was a little bit worried. I was like, oh, they're just using magic to create weapons and do kung fu. Right, they're punching it, each other. After yeah, all this was, talk
0: of magic, it's just a bunch of guys punching each other.
1: And and I was really worried. And I'm gonna, I'll actually say that I went into this one almost with the lowest expectations for any Marvel movie since Guardians. Uh, and part of it was just looking at the, the trailers and the the promos and the material for the, like going into it, just feeling like it looked a lot like they were trying to be a Christopher Nolan Inception or Batman Begins type of thing, and I was like, I, "That's not the type of movie I want to see for this." And I felt like at the beginning that was kind of what I was getting. Now, eventually, they kind of went away, and and you're right, it, it is. I I was following the formula pretty exactly, and you know they call it the Marvel Machine for mm-hmm. multiple reasons. One is it kicks out money like it's just an automated press, but it also it does follow this formula. And they are pretty rote, these characters. And and Dr. Strange's character arc, I've always said, is a lot like Tony Stark's. He's just trading one gimmick, the gimmick of technology for the gimmick of magic. But their arc is in very much like kind of like the same flow. Same goatee. Yeah, same goatee, too. Um so, yeah, I had problems, and I, I had issues with the villain, and I, I don't want to get too much into, into spoilers with, with what, and it, part of it is the same sort of complaint that you lobby against every Marvel villain, um, but one of the others is just the usage of names in this, and, and again, uh, to, actually, okay, I, I, okay I don't even think this would actually spoil anything, that, that's not, like, in knowledge, and you can decide this it but Mads Mikkelsen's character, who's our, our chief bad guy, he's named Kaecilius, he should have been named Baron Mordo because that's the character he is playing from yes. the comics. Yep. He's, yeah, he's like the fallen, the fallen acolyte who now is, you know, a believer of Dormammu. Was, but his character in the movie is Baron Mordo in the comics. The character that Chiwetel Ejiofor is playing is nothing like Mordo from no. the beginning to the end of the movie. It's like, just give him a different name. Mm-hmm. So, so, but the thing is, if I hadn't known the comics, that wouldn't have been an issue for me. Like I saw it with my wife. She had – like that never pinged her radar because she didn't know anything about those. She just knew she liked all the actors. She she has a crush on Benedict Cumberbatch. She has a crush <laughs> on Mads Mickelson. She has a crush on Tilda Swinton. So she just loved this movie.
0: <laughs> She's an equal <laughs> but, opportunity crusher. She just absolute, likes
1: everybody. She also likes Benedict Wong because he's in the Marco Polo show on Netflix. <laughs> um, so – yeah, she, she had a great time, and so that never bothered her because she didn't know it, and I think just knowing that from the comics, it wasn't a problem, but it pulled me out of the movie. As I was just watching this, I was like, why are you calling him Mordo? Call that guy Mordo. That's who he's playing. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that was that was kind of – ultimately, I enjoyed it. I, I saw it in 2D. Me too. Um, I uh, I think I actually might make the effort to go see it in IMAX 3D Whoa. because I, that is a movie that I was like okay if I'm going to see one I I do think I want to see some of the trippy visuals of this if I if I see it again I'm going to make that effort um yeah so uh, what can I say it's it's not my top 5 it definitely has some problems and maybe some of those problems are just seeing the formula seeing the repet- repetitiveness or the repetition after so long but there was enough humor. There was enough. There was enough new in terms of the visuals. What they did with the astrals. What they did with the fight choreography and some of the action bits. Even though I'm like, okay, you're using magic to do better kung fu. I wish you were, you know, conjuring giant spiders or doing anything else. But I did. Like I thought, uh, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. It was fun to look at. That that carried it enough for me to entertain me.
0: I liked the what they did with the cloak of levitation, that it has like its, <laughs> Which is a life one. of its own. I think that was yes. great. It just grabs that one bad guy and just starts beating his head <laughs> on the ground. I thought that was a great bit. And I'm not gonna reveal who, but the, the scene where Doctor Strange flat out encounters one of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Uh he looks like he belongs. You know, he mm-hmm. fits in really well there And so I was like, okay, I'm on board for this I was disappointed that there's also no Clea Because I loved Clea I mean, I think Clea is like the hawk girl The mirror of the Doctor I mean, it's one of the things I liked about Doctor Strange That he has this super hot chick, cool magician Partner thing And I'm disappointed that they just Scrapped that entirely I guess maybe they were like That's just one magic character too many mm-hmm. We have to ground him and give him somebody So let's give him Night Nurse Which, you know, is fine So there's no reason why why they can't bring glia into the second film because they're clearly setting up for a second film um, sure and it'll
1: it'll make enough money to warrant a second film and no doubt
0: about that uh, yeah I,
1: I i like thinking of, like they've got three movies uh, like three slots in 2020 and they haven't <laughs> named any of them yet my god <laughs> but i'm i'm figuring one of them is going to be dr strange sequel one of them is going to be another spider-man movie maybe guardians volume three uh, i don't know
0: yeah, it'll be interesting to say. Uh yeah, I mean clearly and he's going to be being in the Avengers film as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it wasn't exactly the movie I wanted and and I will say it was probably unrealistic to think that they were going to make that weird of a movie considering this is a multi-million dollar blockbuster installment. I think that was just probably a little too much to ask that there was going to be that that Weird a movie and it, and it wasn't But
1: I think given The reaction that the movie Is going to get And it, it will make enough money To merit a sequel I think fans are going to respond They're going to like Benedict Cumberbatch As this character They're going to like the world And I think enough people Are going to come out Liking those sequences with the dark dimension and Strange tripping through all of the other different sort of parallel worlds and things, I think, because those are the things that we haven't seen before. I think those are going to resonate with a lot of people, and that will give Marvel the confidence to do something like that in a sequel. I think we will see Clea, and I think we will see more of that weirdness in, you know, later on, later Doctor Strange movies. So it might just be, this might just needed to have been the one that they needed to establish to get us to that point.
0: I uh, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I would love it if they just did a whole sequence in the all-white world that you all <laughs> saw in the comics because, A, that would be really trippy and super cheap. Super yeah. cheap, guys. Just have Benedict Cumberbatch in an all-white stage and just do some, some little fractals here or there. That, that's, you know, easy. Easy to do, you know? So – uh, yeah, I think that's really going to be it for Doctor Strange. Like I said, we didn't want to go too deep because for any of you that are hearing this now, you maybe haven't seen it. We don't want to spoil it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly... It's already making a ton of money. So Marvel can just do no wrong. I mean, they're going to hit one eventually. Just the odds they're going to hit a flop. But they, they're they they're 14 for 14, which is unreal. <laughs> it's un, unlike anything anybody's ever seen. And we've all kind Just the fact that you just said we don't know what they're doing for 2020 yet. That's how spoiled we've become. Right. That that's like, like, Oh, why haven't we, why don't we know what their slate is for 2020 yet? (laughs) My goodness. So yeah. So Dr. Strange movie star, pretty amazing stuff. So, uh, all right, cool. Ryan, thanks so much for, for, uh, talking about Dr. Strange. Uh, where can people find you on the internets as if we didn't already know?
1: They, they do know. forget. Don't 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 look for me. I don't. I'm done.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Good to know. Uh, follow the show on Twitter, Film and Water Pod, and leave comments here on the website, Fire dot com. So, thanks everybody for listening to this little mini episode, and we will be back with a new full length episode. Also feeling feeling feet feeling. Sorry about that. <laughs> featuring Ryan, just a couple of days. So uh, until then, uh, that's a wrap.
1: Wednesday, September sixth. Reach into the unknown with Doctor Strange. Do you believe in evil?
0: You're telling me you're a
1: sorcerer. Don't defy me, Stephen, or I'll take my pleasure from you in another way. John Mills is the power of good, Jessica Walter is the power of evil, and mankind's fate hangs in the balance. Peter Hooten stars as the man in the middle, Doctor Strange. Will the forces of evil conquer the forces of good on Earth? Doctor Strange, a special two-hour presentation, Wednesday, September 6th at 8, 7, Central and Mountain.